Counselors, approach the bench. I have no further witnesses, Your Honor. Curiosity, I'm allowing this freak show to continue. Your Honor, I'd like to ask for a recess. Overruled. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you God? Welcome to Movie Mistrial. The podcast where we examine the IMDb Top 250 and argue for or against the movies being on that list. My name is Johannes. And my name is Raji. Today, we are talking about another film on that list. One of Tom Hanks' defining roles, Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump was released July 6th, 1994, and was directed by Robert Zemeckis. It stars Tom Hanks, Robin Wright, and Gary Sinise. The movie won awards for Best Writing or Adaptation and the Best Picture of the Year. It also earned Tom Hanks his second Oscar, and he remains the only actor to win back-to-back Oscars. So it's definitely coming in with a very strong start. Uh, before we go into the movie, let's talk about how your week has been going. Um, my week has been all right. Um, as you know, I'm a, I'm a soccer fan, and I follow Newcastle, and it's been depressing watching them uh, implode in every game. Seven games, no win. <laughs> Um, but I think that the joys in life right now is dealing with my kid and, uh, trying to survive the week. So it's, it's been a good week overall. How about yours? Uh, survive is a good, good, uh, keep on survivor started and I'm happy and I'm very happy that big brother is almost over. <laughs> I'm a reality TV person. So I'm like, yes, survivor's uh. back. I just, uh, uh, I just started getting into this. Uh, my sister initially forced me to watch this uh, Love Island UK. And uh, after a while, I started to get into all the episodes. But it's like 36 episodes a season. I can't watch it all. So right. I think that I got, it's too much, too much. So at some point, I was like, oh, these are the main characters. Uh, I like, I, I would just see how they're doing in the real world. And I just spoiled the whole show for myself. So, yeah. yeah. Reality shows are interesting. Yeah, yeah. And they always find interesting people to uh, be on these shows. Speaking of interesting people, I guess Forrest Gump is an interesting person, arguably. Yeah, definitely. And I'm uh, I'm looking forward uh, to... I don't know what I want to do for this film. I don't know what I want to argue for it or argue against <laughs> it. I think just, I'm just... I, I, I think in my inner... Got you're gonna be the one to decide, okay. but you know, let's see where it goes. Yeah, yeah, let's uh, let's see where it goes and flip a coin. All right, Raji, heads or tails? I'm gonna go with my customary heads. Okay, let's go. Tail, <laughs> I told you you were gonna be the one to choose. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, um. Uh, I'm going to argue against this movie. All right. <laughs> I think I had, the strong, I had the stronger points for the negatives. Um, okay. <laughs> but, but I think that I'm going to be fine arguing for it, too. All right. Sounds good. Uh, before we go there, let's hear a quick synopsis. Slow-witted Forrest Gump, Tom Hanks, has never thought of himself as disadvantaged. And thanks to his supportive mother, Sally Field, he leads anything but a restricted life. Whether dominating on the gridiron as a college football star, fighting in Vietnam, or captaining a shrimp boat, Forrest inspires people with his childlike optimism. 
But one person Forrest cares about most may be the most difficult to save. His childhood love, the sweet but troubled Jenny, played by Robin Wright. And the witness will address this court as judge or your honor. Your honor, Forrest Gump uh, is a movie that frequently misses the tone. Uh, trying, It's very confusing what it tries to be. It tries to be a drama, but also very comedic. It's missing the core of the character in my opinion um and the core and the character being self-aware of his um mental inability sometimes uh which over two hours and 10 minutes um it's not very clear that he's so self-aware of of that but then as soon as he meets his son um that's the first thing he he has in mind um so i felt like that's a complete um miss um not telling us that that he's fully aware of of what he's capable of and not um and it's it's a bizarre um sequence of events where one person is uh, essentially part of any big american event in history and um i i think it goes back to the like tonality of things it's it's very confused in that it, it doesn't really um convey what it wants to be um does it want to be a movie that's kind of comedic at heart um does it want to be a drama does it want to be kind of a historic piece um i'm just getting very confused in mixed messaging in this movie and i think that's why this movie shouldn't be on this list not that high at least so in the your honor and the jury who is ultimately the listeners today we follow the lives of an unaccompanied un, uncompromisingly positive individual with autistic characteristics as he achieves all he can with laser-like precision in a world that looks down at him at every turn and there's a good reason too he's born with an iq significantly below the average and has to do with the world who constantly reminds him that he's stupid. Johanna said the movie misses the tone, but like the character who is unseemingly weird and lacks any any idea of human interactions, the tone of the movie is a reflection of that. Yet, despite the despair around him, he can't help but root for his character as he saves his fellow, fellow man in Vietnam or journey from a continually abusive relationships. You also root you also root for his selfless acts as he honors the memory of his fallen friends and accept Forrest Jr. in his life, no question asked. And that's my point. <laughs> <laughs> now is it is it a, a compelling tale, though, or is it kind of an exploitation of a character trait that we're looking at and that we're, um, again, kind of getting somewhat mixed messages? Because on one hand, we're very impressed by all the achievements that Forrest is is taking in. On the other hand, uh, it's also played for a comedy that, that he's uh, awkward and... Um, so it is i guess my point is like it feels somewhat like i said confused and exploit 
meditative in in nature, which I find kind of bizarre in this movie. I I think that there is there is an obliviousness to the character, um, and um, one of the things that you can really say about the film is that, irrespective of what the situation is, he seemed to maintain his lack of depth for whatever situation it was and just deal with it in as positive a manner as he could. Um, I'm not entirely sure. I, I, don't, I mean, there's an argument for exploitativeness. The fact that everybody calls him stupid or there's constant bullying. But you can't, you can't fault the character. Um, and it, it then begs the question, do people who are uh, socially awkward don't they deserve to have a story too? Um, I think we Hollywood is filled with stories who are aware of their plight, um, who are aware of you know the world as it is. Um, one of the endearing factors, or one of the endearing characteristics of Forrest is that he is not aware of the world, and he sees it through um, meaningless quotes uh, like you know, life is a box of chocolates, which seems, you know, profound when you hear it. But when you think about it, it doesn't make sense. But it also, it also points to the fact that his mom knew that he was going to find it difficult to live in this world. And as a result, she made everything as simplistic for him as possible and prepared him to live in a world where he would be, um, he would be, what do you call it, looked down on. And he took it in flying cars, no matter what. I, I think that as you get towards the end of the film, you do realize that he, he can comprehend some emotion and he can comprehend sadness and even love. Um, and I think that uh, the movie does a good reflection of trying to portray him as a character. We don't really ever find out if he's autistic. We don't know what's it. The movie is inoffensive in that way, but I think that um, on the balance and the whole, the movie is, is quite good in trying to create a character who is awkward and creating an awkward movie around that character. I mean, like I said, I, I, I think the the points where it misses the mark for me is that Forrest Gump is, is at its core a very neutral character um, because there's no no good or bad about him and uh, in, over the course of the movie um yes he he understands when people are treated badly um especially when it, when it comes to jenny and um, because he steps in uh, kind of a, as a big brother protective type hmm. um, because he understands like how they treat um that person is not right so so th there is a moral um understanding and there's an understanding of morality um as a concept but uh throughout the movie like everything that happens to him is is really not um all the bad things even are not necessarily met with any emotion um and it's kind of portrayed or it's kind of told in a way that um it, or it's it's played to be like he doesn't understand that emotion or he doesn't understand what's happening to him. He's just focused on 
um, you know, getting from A to B in a way, you know, or focused on, on very specific tasks and hand, and he's very good at, at, uh, at tasks and at completing tasks at uh, completing what people tell him to do. Um, and, and there's no judgment there. Uh, I think that's, that's a strong suit of the character, right? He's mm -hmm. very good at running, right? That's great. He's good at all the, the Vietnam stuff, right? Um, not not a flaw at the character. I think the the flaw that I see is just that we don't fully grasp um, how self aware the character is, and then the end is is dropping that onto us. And uh, I think that's a huge opportunity missed because I think there there is a lot that we could have explored had we known that he is extremely conscious of, about himself and his uh his and, and the way he functions right and the way he, he he fits into the world uh he he's often displayed as kind of this bumbling idiot sorry to say that but it's like you know every time he meets a new president it's always like oh i have to pee oh here's my butt <laughs> right so so it's like ha 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 and look at this guy like he's kind of, he, he's incapable of reading the room which i think yes i i think that's part of the character in a way right but um he's at the end they tell us that he's very aware of 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 because it's the first thing that he says it's like is he also you know like me and so he's he's hyper aware of it but then throughout the movie he like it's never told we never learned that he is really. And I think that's that's a huge misstep and a huge oversight. I mean, I think I can also bring up the argument that because we are learning the story from the perspective of Forrest Gump, um, we never get the full picture. I mean, you've said that Forrest Gump is on a, on a way of human, uh, he can't read the room. Um, mm -hmm. He's not very good with in social situations. So you have a situation where Forrest Gump is the one telling the story and he sees the world from his perspective. So we get an unreliable narrator telling a story about how history played out. Um, and we will always get um, an unreliable narrative, irrespective, based on what he finds to be important and what he doesn't. Um, so in the movie, we concentrate on you know, his interactions with Jenny, his interactions with his friends, Boba, um, and Lieutenant Dan. Um, and a lot of the other stories are, you know, are not as strong. But with his character, with his interactions with those characters, you get to see that he's not necessarily a... Um, a he doesn't interject himself into things. He does interject himself into things. Because, you know, he goes in and he tries to help uh, Boba's family. Uh, he wanted to follow Boba's dreams uh, and build the shrimp off uh, the shrimp um, industry. Mm -hmm. um, he, he definitely interjected in, into things that um, he cared about. You know, there were quotes in there where he's talking about, you know, um, where mama was, where his mom explained that pe dying was part of life. And he was like, I sure, I sure wish it wasn't. 
Um, that was, you know, towards the end uh, when, you know, Jenny had passed away and he was standing over a grave. But, you know, when he felt like uh, the shrimp business wasn't doing too well, it was suggested to him to go to church and he goes to church. Um, so that means he's, he was invested in, you know, the shrimp business doing well. Maybe his day-to-day -day activities couldn't uh, show didn't show that, but as an individual, even if he was socially awkward, he was still invested in making sure this stuff works, just to honor the memory of his friend. So I, I do think, I do think one of the issues um, from his perspective is how people try to imbue importance in what he was doing, um, and I think the run, uh, the run stuff where he ran for three years was one example. You know, three years, two months, and fourteen days. Um, and he stops and everyone was like, quiet, quiet. He's got something to say. And he goes, I'm pretty tired. I think I'm going to go home now. And, you know, he was running for himself, but the media was trying to say, hey, he's running for world peace. He's running for feminism. He's running for this. He's running for that. But he just wanted to leave his life and people imbued their own feelings into him. Um, and I think that is fundamentally unfair. And I think it's a phenomenon that we see in films like, the man who knows, too, the man who knew too little, um, and and movies along those lines, where people are oblivious to how people are interpreting his actions. So, I think the question then becomes: Do we get to see the story from another perspective, and maybe his actions would make sense? Uh, I follow that argument. I think uh, the argument of him being an unreliable narrator and everything is kind of um, seen through his lens falls apart at the moments where we see him on TV um, because he is displayed as as this um, awkward person um, like every time he's he's on TV he's kind of going against uh, the grain of, of, of the, the the cultural zeitgeist at the moment right like anytime he he sees one of the presidents, he's always kind of weird and and acting weird, right? Um, and so think the kind of the, the the explanation that he's always kind of coloring his character in a way when he retells his story and events um, is kind of canceled out by we we see him on TV and acting like that. I think that maybe I'm going to focus more on why this movie is good uh, <laughs> rather than argue from the defensive all this. Um, you make a good point. Um, there's an argument that it can't possibly be, um, be talking from a narrative perspective um, because we see him from the third person through the, you know, to the coach's eyes when he's running, you know, and all of that stuff. So there's an argument that could be made, um, but I, I will stick with the idea that he's sitting on the bench telling individuals his story. Um, and despite all the flourishes we get, the story is awkward and weird ultimately because it is from his perspective. But one good thing I will have to say is that the movie is undeniably funny. And um, his awkwardness makes for good comedy. And in many scenes, you get to experience um, joy uh, watching how he interacts with 
um, you know, individuals um, and who he becomes friends with. You know, the, him, the story of him and Bubba, how sweet Bubba was talking about all the shrimps, talking about how you can barbecue it, boil it, broil it, bake it, saute it. As they worked in the camp, it was very endearing. Um, you know, his relationships with Lieutenant Dan, uh, the sense of joy he felt when he saw him sitting on the port and he jumps from his boat into the water and swims to him. Um, and then his boat crashes into the, the, the port next to it. Makes for some great hilarity. Um, and, you know, the sense of, uh, of, of joy when, uh, as he runs with his crotches and breaks it, as the bullies come after him, and then, like uh, Flash Gordon, he speeds up like a Marvel. Uh, oh, sorry, Flash is a DC character, like a <laughs> DC character. He speeds away, uh, leaving a trail of sand dust behind him. Um, you do sense, you do. It gives you some inner feeling of joy, and I think that no matter what, you can't help but root for the character because. He just seems like such a sweet character, and uh, yeah. Well, but the question is, like, are we are we kind of laughing with him and kind of rooting for him, or are we laughing at him? And I think that's that's a a, a tough line to balance, and I don't necessarily think this movie balances it well. But the question then becomes: This is his story, and he's telling it from a flat perspective. He's just telling his story. Whether we we laugh with him or laugh at him, does it matter, given that this is how he portrays his story? That's my question. Well, I think that goes back to my argument that it's um, the, the tone of the movie is kind of unclear, right? So then, then kind of talking about this, like, does it matter? It's kind of an indication of that. It's, it's not necessarily clear if it wants to be a comedy or a drama. And... Uh, I think that's that's a little tricky, and I, I guess it's 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 a dramedy. I Maybe. I I think it's more than a dramedy. I think it's a tragic film. Um, because the the life of Forrest Gump, um, it masks the tragedy around him, because we focus on Forrest Gump and we see things through his lens. We we were we're able to hide behind him as the tragedy unfolds all around him. The captain whose family has always died in war, who loses his limbs in war. Bubba, who wished to start a shrimp company and was joining the army so that he could come back and start his uh, shrimp family. Um, all his hopes and dreams lost in the Vietnam War. We see the life story of Jenny, um, and she gets a, lot, a bad rap, but you know, she started off in a very tragic way, uh, being abused by her father consistently and constantly, um, and you know, he comes in and masks it. It's a bittersweet life for a lot of the characters around, um, around Forrest. Especially, you know, when you consider that the day that he goes to, he runs to a house, she picks him up and they run into the forest and she kneels down and says that 
prays that God turns her into a bird uh, so that she could fly away. And at the very end of the, uh, end of the film, after he is emotional at her grave, he walks away and you see birds flying. It's a callback to the original prayer she had. So I think that Forrest Gump is an extremely tragic film. And we've seen people going through some of the worst experiences in life. Yeah. And the movie does a great job of masking all that tragedy behind the awkwardness of Forrest Gump. Yeah, like I said, it, 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 again, I, I feel like that's a weird choice of tonality because like, like you mentioned, like the movie is, is incredibly dark, uh, especially in the beginning. Like it's, you know, <laughs> there's a lot of bad stuff that happens. Uh, not necessarily to him, to him as well. Like he's bullied, but uh, like I mentioned, all the people around him have like a lot of bad stuff happen to him, to them. And I feel like that's just somewhat mentioned in passing and somewhat mentioned in, but, but look over here because first Gump is awkward. Ha ha. And I think that's, it's just kind of bizarre on the, on the tonality of things for me. Um, I mean, I, I don't disagree with you on the bizarreness um, and the awkwardness of the movie. I don't think I can disagree with you because I, I don't know. I think I believe that the movie was designed that way. Um, but I think that if that didn't exist, this movie would be extremely unwatchable. <laughs> if we watch the story of Jenny from the very beginning and and Forrest Gump was a side character. Um, this movie would be a lot more difficult to watch. Um, or if we watch Lieutenant Dan. Um, and I think that's that's what makes it interesting. That's what makes it viable. Because we, granted, you know, he's a very awkward character. Uh, question of whether we're laughing with him or laughing at him exists. But I think that his awkwardness gives the movie a level of levity that you wouldn't have in a film that focuses on all the other stories. So every single time you get a moment where it's extremely sad, you have a moment where Forrest Gump just stands up and decides to go for a run and he runs for three years, 44, uh, for three years and some months. And you, you get to see the awkwardness of the world again. And for that brief moment, you are laughing at him, laughing with him, but you are laughing. And moments later, you get to see Jenny again. Now she's a heroine addict, crying, trying to jump off the building, stepping away, depressed, because she doesn't love her life. Or you get to see Lieutenant Dan moaning, about the fact that he didn't get to die like his forefathers. And then you get an awkward moment again where he's standing in church in the choir, being as visible in his awkwardness as ever, as they sing songs to try to hope Bubba Shipping Company, you know, blows up. And I think that that improves the pacing of the film significantly. And I think that's most tragic films. I don't like tragic films, but I can tolerate this one because I get to laugh and smile. He's the one telling the story and I will take it that he's giving us the best he can. 
and I'm going to laugh with him as opposed to against him. All right. I don't know uh, any more arguments. <laughs> okay. Uh, I guess we can talk about the, the general discussions about this film yep. also. Yep. Let's do that. Let's move over to the general discussion. Your Honor, I'd like to ask for a recess. One of the criticisms I can level against this film is that all the characters are cliché. Um, his mom was cliché. Well, I don't even know. Was she really cliché? She was a strong woman trying to make sure that he lives the best life he could. Um, maybe, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm actually wrong on that. Maybe it's not as cliché as I thought. I mean, listening to my positive arguments for this film, some of which I just brought up while we were having the discussion, um, I, I think I, my ideas about the cliché-ness of some of the characters is actually wrong. So, yeah. But I will say that he himself is quite flat, um, and I do think that the world imbues him with characteristics uh, that he himself doesn't see. The problem is we never get to see the the character of Forrest Gump until the very end, right. and you know, see what actually drives him, and I think that that moment you mentioned in your discussion about when he says, "Is he just like me?" was very touching yeah. because throughout the film we had never seen him react to how people view him, but at that very moment we realized that he also sees himself in that way, and he doesn't want his son to, his son too because i don't think that's his real son um hot take (laughs) (laughs) i i i i i don't think it is but i don't i think that i mentioned that to my wife and she was mad at me she's (laughs) like what do you mean it's not his real son Uh, but it's fine i won't go into that i will (laughs) uh but yes, I, I think that he's a he's a surprisingly loving character. Um, and he got treated badly by people around him. Um, but he stayed strong um, by crook or by hook, by ignoring everything or whatever. Um, yeah, that's my take. I mean, like I said, I, th- I think like this movie starts with, with like a lot of very dark stuff, right? Like it's... He tells us his ancestors essentially started the KKK. <laughs> um, it's alluded that, that was su- yeah, that was such a, that was such a weird. I just sorry for interjecting. It was such a weird scene. I don't hey. remember that fi- in being in the film when I watched it as a kid. Yeah, um, and just it just being there, understanding it now as an adult, it just seems so weird for it to be there. But go on. Right, right. I, I was just like, <laughs> what is going on here? Um, like Jenny is abused, right? Uh, that's super dark. Um, his mom goes to great lengths to get him into a, in, into a normal school. That's very dark. <laughs> great, great lengths indeed. Uh. <laughs> and, and it's just like wow, like this, this is pulling no punches, right? But then, like I said, I feel like we. The darkness is uh, outshadowed by um, us trying to you know, find the humor in 
in a character that like shouldn't be necessarily humorous and i i find that somewhat troubling i guess uh, because i think like at the core first Gump is a very interesting character right it's it's somebody who is loyal to a fault who's committed to to a task and completes and is very good at that right like you, you mentioned um those autistic tendencies i never thought about that but we don't know right but um like th th there's a lot of like very positive things about this character and then uh it just seems like everything is just happening like all all good stuff is happening to him right like he he meets like half the presidents of the united states it seems like mm. um like he he uh it just happens to get into situations and uh, events that are historic and um with a positive outcome for him mm. and it's it's kind of told in a way that he doesn't necessarily understand uh, what's happening around him but like like you mentioned like uh, in the end they make it clear he does understand and i think that's that's just a weird um flaw because i think it would have been a little more interesting um had we known that he is pretty conscious about what's going on around him um but but and yet we see him you know being in an anti-war pro protest or while just coming out of like, getting the the medal of honor um and and whatnot or him being completely oblivious to uh jenny working at a strip club uh, and not fully understanding you know so i th i think it misses uh, a lot on that sense that being said I, th I think it's a it's a good movie it's a compelling movie it's it's an entertaining movie but like the the core is not um very fulfilling for me so i can see your point as well it's what i what i will say I, I think this movie deserves to be is deserves to be in the top two fifty honestly, um, because on, there's no there's no other movie like this. I mean, I, I, it's like a it's like a, a cross between the man who knows. I think I mentioned this earlier. The man who knew too much or knew too little, and uh, um, the. Uh, Dick's, uh, Charles Dickens' book. Um, what's the name of the character? Uh, I've forgotten the name. The one about the the one who has a magician's name. David Copperfield. Yes, David Copperfield. Um, but there's some improbable things in the film too, like the, they said he, he got his first shoes when he was six. Doesn't make any sense. Um, I don't think that we should take everything he says in this film to be gospel. I think he exaggerates because he's awkward, not because he intentionally is lying. Uh, but I think that he has a narrow view of the world. And when he tells a story, he tells it from his perspective. Uh, and he's unreliable in that sense. But what the idea 
that you can watch this film and laugh despite all the tragedy and sadness in this film is a testament to how good it is because I do not like films that emphasize sadness. And watching the movie as a kid, I remembered all the great scenes where he's running and doing all sorts of stuff with the president and he's playing the table tennis and he was all the marvelous stuff. And now as an older person, I see all the tragedy and this movie is a gobsmack uh, if you have any experience in life. And the fact that you are able to watch this film oblivious to all of that because of the humor in it is a strong, strong, very strong aspect of the film that I don't think I can ever deny. I see that. Um, I don't like change of topic, I guess, a little bit. Um, so, so one thing I noticed yesterday when I watched the movie was the um, framing device of this is him waiting for a bus, right, to get to Jenny. Mm-hmm. And then it dawned on me while watching the movie that the character and life forming um, people that he meets, um, he meets on a bus. Very early, he meets Jenny, turns out to be the best friend, right, mm-hmm. and, and lover. And then the second time we see him on a bus, he meets Bubba. And that's like a life defining for him mm-hmm. so it's just like interesting that he's waiting for a bus because who knew like had he gone on to that bus who would he have met to to mm. to get to a third chapter in Forrest Gump's life yeah. that, that would be life defining right but then um he's steered away from that and his focus shifts to Jenny in that so so I I, I felt that was kind of brilliant in that um and then ending the movie with his son going on a bus and essentially uh, kind of starting from scratch, but f- mm. for his son. Right. So I, I, as a, as a framing device, I, f- I thought that was very compelling uh, not something that's, that's like crazy obvious at first because it's the first time I noticed it, but it was like, Oh yeah, that's, I, I find that fascinating. Um, and then the music is pretty good in this. I think it's, <laughs> it, it, for some reason, it reminds me now of uh, the Suicide Squad movies, where it's just you know, there's like movie and like famous song after famous song after famous song, mm-hmm. but it's all um, weaved into this movie in a in a clever way. It's not necessarily for the for the sake of having that song, but it's supporting the narrative pretty well, I think. So, um, yeah, just some some random thoughts uh, and positives about this movie that I took out of. I will, I will, I will. I think my final, my, my final point will probably be its role in history as well. And I think that you've mentioned that we've seen him in a different point in history. Uh, but I think that it's quite interesting what he focuses on, because a lot of the history he focuses on were extremely violent. Lots of shootings of presidents. He got shot. Lots of uh, the war. Uh, you know, uh, there are a couple of awkward situations. His reactions with, you know, LBJ when he tells him to pull his pants down, which is very, 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 very weird. Um, <laughs> but it was very awkward too. Um, 
the moment where you know in Alabama, it's Alabama, right? Where the 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 lady was trying to get into the university, and she drops her book, and he goes and helps her pick it up. Um, those are like history defining moments, um, and uh, he was part of it. You know, in 1995, when they made the film, it looked, it probably looked amazing. These days, anybody can do this, uh, this character stuff. But, you know, while some of it worked, some of them didn't too. Like the conversation, uh, the night show, uh, the, the, the talk show with the Beatles uh, guy, what's his name? John Lennon. John Lennon. I was actually at his uh, memorial in New York too. Um, even that story ended tragically because a few months later he was shot. What is his connection with getting people shot? Uh, but also, why is America such a violent place that history has, uh, you know, anyway, I'm not going to go into that before I create politics. Um, but it's very interesting that this is the kind of thing he focused on. Yeah, I think that's a good point. The yeah, I mean, like we mentioned, right? And everything around him is pretty, pretty dire and violent, and and like is, but everything for him is always working out fine, right? Like he mm-hmm. he's incredibly lucky. Like throughout his life, he's been like insanely lucky, right? Mm-hmm. Just out out of pure happenstance, he gets a scholarship to college, mm-hmm. and and. And graduates college and makes it out of Vietnam, uh, gets a medal of honor and like everything that happens, you know, it's just uh, pure luck. So it's like, um, and everybody around him, like is, is just having depressing things happen to them. Yeah. So, so, and, and I guess that's like, sure. You can say, and you argued that, you know, it's kind of the the balance, right? That's keeping keeping the t- the tone at a balance in a way. But I think that's 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 kind of the imbalance that I'm mentioning, right? Where, where everything is outside of his mind is like terrible, but for him or from his like everything that happens to him personally is like great. And so I think it's weird at that. Um, but I agree, it's it, it's a good movie, and I think like on the technical side of things, the um, like the putting him into uh, news reports and all that that was kind of revolutionary for the time it still mm-hmm. holds up fairly well like you can see some 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 funkiness around mouth movements and stuff when <laughs> when they change the text but especially Nixon yeah yeah <laughs> uh, but uh, I guess another argument for this movie is it, it's it's ultimately a 90s movie and a lot of it is real and the little things they do that is not real and is generated still looks pretty good yeah and i think that's that's kind of a, a good indication for just solid filmmaking in that right there's a they pick their battles from a production standpoint and they pick them well um all well enough i think vietnam looks a little a little shaky here and there but yeah but uh there are definitely some cliches about war films. Right, right. Um, so so it has that going for them. And and I agree. It, it's a good movie. It deserves to be on the list. Number 12, though? Mm, I don't know. I mean, there's some films that 
probably should be lower than this. And there's some fields that probably should be higher than this. Um, I think one, one, one conversation we can have after we get to a certain point is, after you've seen all these films, what would be your top 10 IMDb films? And I think we, could, we can make that an episode uh, going forward. I don't know. Maybe we can periodically check. Um, like go through some of the films that we've watched and see if your IMDb top 10 has matches what expected. And I can go through mine and we can compare notes and see what the expectations are. Maybe when we get to chapter 15, episode 15, uh, we can go in and say, hey, what is your top 10 looking like? And I can go through my top 10. But it's probably going to be based on only the movies we've seen yeah. rather, than, <laughs> rather than all the films that we've ever watched. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, well, well, yeah, let's think about that. Okay. All right, cool. well, that's all I have for this episode of uh, Forrest Gump. Forrest, Forrest Gump. <laughs> run, Forrest, run! <laughs> I think one of the, the my favorite things in in this is uh, like she's my fiance, she's my Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I will I will say that there is something to be said about all the random moments where Jenny appeared in his life. Yeah, where I was like, maybe you shouldn't be talking to this man. <laughs> um, he's obsessed with you, and uh, you know he is. Um, yeah. but. Oh, then, then, then another point. Uh, now that we talk about just kind of quotes, um, I feel like the the writing sometimes feels smarter than it actually is. And you pointed that out the the box of chocolates quote, like at face value, sounds great, but if you think about it, it's a little is it really that accurate? And mm. I think the 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 thing, the shrimp um, like monologue that you also mentioned, um, okay. sounds great on paper. And sounds, you know, it's like, oh, this this dude is totally into shrimp, and he knows like every other way to do shrimp. But then, just thinking about it, it's like, you know, all these methods and all that, like that, pretty much applies to any protein. <laughs> so it's, <laughs> you know, so, so so it's not, it's not as smart as as, as it, it sounds like at face value, I think. So, but but yeah, just a random observation on the side. Yeah. All right, so. Uh... I, can, I guess if you want to have a conversation with us, you can reach us at, uh, at, uh, at Movie Mistrial uh, at, on Instagram, Twitter, and uh, Facebook. Where else can they reach us on? Uh, you can check our website at moviemistrial.com or send us an email at contact at moviemistrial.com. The next movie we're going to be doing is Inception. And uh, I know that's going to cause a lot of Inceptional, <laughs> inceptional arguments. So yeah. let's see where that goes <laughs> I feel I need a lot of sleep for that movie <laughs> alright well you guys have a great day and look forward to talking to you soon yeah sounds great talk to you then bye alright bye